The 20th century was full of momentous events that no one could have foreseen in 1900. Looking back on that century, what would you consider to be the most important event from a biblical perspective, particularly from the viewpoint of Bible prophecy? Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. If you were asked to identify the most important event of the 20th century, which one would you select? You see, folks, there are a great variety of opinions in response to that question due mainly to the fact that the 20th century contained many stupendous events. When I Googled the question, I was presented with many lists. Some of the events that were mentioned on almost every list were the following. World Wars I and II, the Lindbergh transatlantic solo flight in 1927, the invention of television in 1927, the discovery of the first antibiotic, penicillin, in 1928, the first computer in 1936, the first heart transplant in 1967, the first men on the moon, 1969, the invention of the internet in 1969, the first test tube baby in 1978, the demolition of the Berlin Wall in 1991. As I studied these lists, I noticed that many, if not most, of the events that were identified are the most, as the most significant were dependent upon developments that were often more important. Consider, for example, the Lindbergh transatlantic flight resulted from the Wright brothers' invention of the airplane in 1903. The first man on the moon was dependent on the development of rocket propulsion in 1926, the invention of the computer in 1936, the launching of the first satellite in 1957, and the first man in space in 1961. The destruction of the Berlin Wall was due to a more important event, namely the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. The many marvelous developments in the Health sciences were dependent upon biological discoveries that dated back to the 19th century, like the development of the germ theory of disease in the 1860s. The event that was named on the Google list more than any other as the most important event of the 20th century was the dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, Japan in August of 1945. But this event was also dependent upon many theories, experiments, and tests that preceded it, like the first human-made, self-sustaining nuclear chain reaction which occurred on December the 2nd, 1942, on a squash court located under the bleachers at Staff Field, the University of Chicago's abandoned football stadium. It was an incredible accomplishment which marked the advent of the nuclear age. That football stadium has long since been demolished, but this statue by Henry Moore marks the spot where the chain reaction took place. This monument in New Mexico marks the site where the first atomic bomb was detonated on July the 16th, 1945. It was named the Trinity Site. Well, we have a long list of momentous developments in the 20th century, but believe it or not, from a biblical viewpoint, none of these constitute the greatest event of the 20th century. For that event, stay tuned. 
Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion of the greatest event of the 20th century. Now, folks, up to this point I have been evaluating the most important event of the 20th century from a humanistic or secular viewpoint. But if we shift to a much more important spiritual viewpoint, then I would argue that there was an event in the 20th century that was far more important than the development of nuclear weapons. In fact, I would argue that it was more important than all the other stupendous events of the 20th century put together. That event was the worldwide regathering of the Jewish people back to their homeland, an event that resulted in the reestablishment of the State of Israel. And like many of the great events of the 20th century which were preceded by equally great or greater foundational events, the miraculous regathering of the Jewish people was possible only because of a greater miracle God performed, namely the preservation of the Jewish people for more than 1800 years despite the fact that they were dispersed worldwide and were severely persecuted almost everywhere they went. And lest you think I am exaggerating, let me prove it to you. There are many Bible prophecies concerning the regathering of the Jewish people in unbelief. In fact, their regathering in unbelief is the most prolific prophecy in the Old Testament Scriptures. Let's take a look at just three of the most important of those prophecies. The first is found in Jeremiah 16. It, it is mind-boggling. I want you to read it along with me carefully. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said, as the Lord lives who brought up the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives who brought up the sons of Israel from the land of the north and from all the countries where they had banished them. For I will restore them to their own land, which I gave to their fathers. Now, folks, you cannot fully appreciate what is said in these verses unless you know something about Judaism. The one event that all Jews consider to be the greatest miracle in their history is the deliverance of their ancestors from Egyptian captivity under the leadership of Moses. But this Scripture passage asserts that a time will come when the Jews will look back on their history and proclaim that their regathering from the four corners of the earth, the event that began in the 1890s and continues to this day, that that event was a greater miracle than their deliverance from Egyptian captivity. In other words, the regathering that began in the 20th century and continues today will eclipse the Exodus. This means that you and I are privileged to witness one of the greatest miracles of history, and yet most Christians have no appreciation whatsoever for what is happening because they are ignorant of Bible prophecy and have been taught that God is finished with the Jews. Therefore, the current regathering is simply viewed as an accident of history. The second prophecy I want to bring to your attention is found in Isaiah 11. It reads like this, Then in that day the nations will resort to the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal for all the peoples. Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover the second time with His hand the remnant of His people who will remain from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he will lift up a standard for the nations and assemble the banished ones of Israel and will gather dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Now, folks, some have tried to debunk any modern application of this prophecy by claiming that it was fulfilled about 500 years before the time of Jesus by the return of the Jews from Babylonian captivity. But that cannot be. First, the passage begins with the words, in that day. This is a phrase that is used over and over throughout the book of Isaiah, and every time without exception it refers to the end times. 
Furthermore, the passage refers to a second regathering. The first was from Babylon. Third, the passage states that this will be a regathering from the islands of the sea, which is a Hebrew colloquialism for the whole world, as is made clear in verse 12, where it states that the regathering will be from the four corners of the earth. Finally, verse 12 says that the banished ones of both Israel and Judah will be regathered. The return from Babylon was a regathering of Jews from Judah. The third prophecy is found in Ezekiel 37. This, this is the famous prophecy of the Valley of the Dry Bones. The prophet was placed in a valley full of bones and told to preach to them. As he did so, the bones began to move around and come together, and flesh grew back on them, and they came to life, becoming, quote, an increasingly exceedingly great army. At that point, the Lord explained to Ezekiel what he was witnessing. Here are the words. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore, prophesy, say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. This is a symbolic prophecy. The dry bones represent the Jewish people in their end time dispersion, with no hope of ever existing again as a nation. The resurrection from their graves represents their regathering from the nations where they have been dispersed. We can be assured of this interpretation because it is the one that God Himself provides later in the chapter. In verse 21 He says, Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king will be king for them all, and they will no longer be two nations, and no longer be divided into two kingdoms. Again, those who are determined to argue that God has no purpose left for the Jewish people attempt to invalidate these verses as an end-time prophecy by arguing that they were fulfilled when the Jews returned from Babylon, Babylonian captivity. But that simply cannot be. The entire chapter has an end-time context. Further, it speaks of a regathering from the nations and not just from Babylon. Verse 21, it says that this regathering will result in a union of Jews from both Israel and Judah. And it says that uh, following this regathering, the Jewish people will turn their hearts to God and will become my people. Well, folks, I was talking with a friend recently about the life of Jesus. And in the midst of the conversation, he suddenly said to me, You know, Dave, wouldn't it have been exciting to live in biblical times? <laughs> Well, my response was, brother, brother, we are living in biblical times because we are being granted the privilege of seeing the fulfillment of one of God's greatest biblical promises that one day He will regather the Jewish people in unbelief back to their homeland from the four corners of the earth. And further, we should keep in mind that end-time Bible prophecy focuses on the Jewish people and the nation of Israel and the things that God is doing among the Jewish people today in fulfillment of many prophecies. This is proof positive that we are living in the season of the Lord's return. And that, my friends, is the most important reason for considering the regathering of the Jewish people to be the greatest event of the 20th century.
Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion of God's preservation of the Jewish people and their regathering to their homeland in the 20th century, a regathering that continues to this day. In 1900, there were only 40,000 Jews in Israel. At the end of World War II, there were slightly more than 600,000. Today, the total is approaching 7 million, representing more than one half of all the Jews in the world. I want to share with you a remarkable music video that focuses on the miraculous preservation of the Jewish people. It is called, We Are a Miracle. It is performed by Yaakov Sweki, the world's foremost Orthodox Jewish singer. We have been given special permission by his office to show this to you, for which we are very grateful. It is one of the most powerful music videos I have ever viewed.
The amazing musical video you just viewed focused on the miraculous preservation of the Jewish people. The next video I want to share with you focuses on the equally miraculous regathering of the Jewish people to their homeland. It is simply titled Zion, and it is performed by Aaron Schust, an American contemporary Christian music artist. Aaron's office has graciously given us permission to share this video with you. O oh, daughters of Zion, O oh, Abraham's sons, hear the words of your father, hear his promise of love. I will make you a blessing, so count the stars if you can. Like straight. 